and welcome, citizens of Dark Rose City. You have arrived at episode 47 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E., and I'm joined by my co-host, Victor Young. If you are new to this show, this is a podcast where two nitty guys put themselves a nice hot cup of coffee, and then we sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of the new comic books coming to the local comic shop. So the coffee we'll be brewing today is called Sumava, roasted by Rosso Coffee Roasters. And the comics we'll be discussing today are Batman Who Laughs number 3, Flash number 64, Captain Marvel number 2, Blackbird number 5, and Gideon Falls number 11. And let me tell you, some of the things that are happening in this book, just a quick warning, so good. Very good. So good. Very excited to talk about these books. If you like this show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on podcast services all around the world. So alongside we hit that subscribe button, let us know how we're doing. You can hit up iTunes or I think on some of the podcast providers, you can also leave reviews there. So if you got a minute, you know, we hope you do so. Okay, but before we get into... <laughs> what? What's up? Nothing, nothing. Okay, like, just, you know, just try to reach out. Oh yeah, reach out to it. Before we get into comics and <laughs> coffee, though, let's catch up. How's your week been, man? Uh, well, let's segue into the mini Dokkan podcast. Um, <laughs> hey, anything uh, new happened in Dokkan this week? Uh, only the most anticipated banner of all time. The movie banner dropped uh, this past Wednesday. So, I mean, I think that's basically consumed uh, both of our weeks heavily. Because Monday and Tuesday is just you're just there sitting and waiting and watching videos prepare yourself for the banner yeah, and then yeah, yeah. when the banner drops your whole night after work is spent on summoning for the banner yeah right so uh you know honestly i think we both came out winners on this banner we both came out winners on this banner don't give me that look yeah and uh, I mean, like like we both came out winners in a sense where like you won the tournament and I won because I got a participation trophy. That's not true. And uh, <laughs> a part a participation trophy would if you it would be if you just got like one or two of the feature units, but you got like the unit on the banner that you that you summoned for on first. So yeah, okay. Because okay, there's okay. a lot of guys. Listen, man. There's, there's a lot, lot of guys, guys that, don't, that, that don't have it. That yeah, have, no, that have spent true. just as many stones as you yeah. and didn't get it. Like, granted, like I know where you're coming from because you're getting the shaft right now in the Gogeta banner. But it's I, listen. Uh, it's it, I under I get it, but it's uh, and no. And in, in all honesty, is not like it's not a shaft because like I went in on the Broly banner and I got the Broly unit I wanted. Yeah, and then I got that other Broly unit, and then I got a dupe in them too. Yeah. So like, I got the units I wanted, and then I got two really good units on the Gogeta banner. I yeah. just don't have the main Gogeta, mm-hmm. which sucks because like I'm I'm just like slowly running out of ways to get stones to keep summoning on that. Yeah. Banner. Other than to obviously spend money, but obviously, uh, you know, that pockets not, aren't too deep yeah. for everybody, <laughs> including myself. So, I, and that's the importance again of of saving stones in this game. Yeah. If you're not like a full out pay to play player, like we we pay to play. Yeah, but just don't pay as much to play. Not like a whale. No, we're it's okay. like it's like if you're going to a basketball game, we're not out here trying to get courtside seats. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're we're, we're like uh, we're like in like the like the three hundreds like in the back zone. somewhere. We're in the sprite zone, I would say. Yeah, somewhere there. Yeah. Like we like we're here to be there and <laughs> to experience just a taste. Uh, so for the atmosphere. For the atmosphere. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Atmosphere. That that's 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 what we do. That's what we're all about. 
Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much been. I can confidently say our week. Beca- I think so because there's also a lot of stuff that we have to do, coinciding with the fact that we got the units right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's that's taken up a large chunk of my time this week. Uh, what about you? Did you do anything other than Doka this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I finally got around to watching Venom. Okay, and and uh, I don't I don't know going, like I don't man. know how to. I, I don't know what to say about that movie. Like it's, like it's good, but it's not. It was venom. so fast. Yeah, I can agree with that. that. Like they didn't allow, they didn't allow anything to really simmer. Like they didn't, they didn't look at. Yeah, like his origin is kind of like shoddy, and like it's it's very shoddy. Yeah, and then their whole relationship is, while I agree with you. I think it's just as entertaining as the Venom relationship that we that we're seeing in the current Venom run. But well, it's Cates, it's but it's it's enter, but it's an entertaining relationship. Like it's it's sim, I, it's similar in the sense that their dynamic is, is yeah. more or less the same. Their their banter. Yeah, but uh, it's it's obviously more entertaining in the movie. Whereas when you're look reading through Donny Cates's run of Venom, yeah, it it's that relationship is is much deeper. Yeah. obviously right and it's a darker i think yeah understanding yeah like other. there's but, still like, those like moments yeah like, in the movie but but with the movie is like okay i i i see it and then the movie tried really hard to like at some point instill horror elements and um and then at points yeah. it it wanted to be funny yeah and then and then it was just they like they they blended all that they threw all of that into a you know a magic bullet mm-hmm. and then you know they press down and they go and then at the end when they finally realized or figured out kind of what they were trying to go for the movie's done yeah i yeah i would say like it figured itself out like 75% of the way through yeah like way late like here's the thing like i i think it's a good movie if you can look past everything that you just said, it's a good movie. <laughs> the only thing that sort of... It's a good blockbuster type Yeah. Movie. The only thing that bothers me now is where does the where does that movie and that character go from here? Mm-hmm. Right? Because obviously they're not going to tie it into the main MCU universe like, like they did with... Um, Spider-Man. With Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and I don't think they want to, mm-hmm. right? Um, but at the same time, what is Venom without Spider-Man? Do you get what I mean? Even in Donny Cates' run, like, you still see Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> not not Peter Parker's Spider-Man, but, you know, you still see a Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? So I'm kind of curious to see where they plan to take it if they do make a second movie. Um, it's just hard to say because you're talking about a character that has so much history. Yeah. Uh, behind it that it's, I don't, I don't know where they can go with it after this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially because they decided to sort of go their own way with his origins. So we'll have to see. Like I, I'll watch the second one. I just don't know where they're gonna go with it if they decide to move forward with it. Yeah. No, I think yeah, I'll watch it. It's entertaining. Yeah. But it's 
Yeah. But it's not something that like you really look forward to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, I like it when it comes out. When it, it comes, comes out, out, you'll go see it. But then yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm waiting for Venom 2. <laughs> because there's nothing else beyond yeah. beyond the movie. And that, right? like, I, I don't want to actually get into what the um, the after credit scene is. Um, yeah. But let's just say, um, even if you find this part to be spoilerish, I'm sorry. Uh, just, I don't know, fast forward, like, 30 seconds or something <laughs> I found that credit that um, after credit scene mm-hmm. to be really cheesy um, and they hinted re- exactly at what they're going for next of course yeah. and I found that like the casting of it was weird and the execution yeah, of it was Woody, weird yeah Woody Harrelson yeah is an odd choice yeah um wouldn't have been my first choice for Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. I would have picked more uh someone that doesn't look like Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I uh who who would be like a great Cletus Cassidy? I would say the like, who's got a long, sharp looking face. Uh That's a hard one. That's I, a hard I one. Would, I would even argue to say... Uh, hmm. uh, I, well, I, I don't want to spend too long on trying to find the casting for it, but I guess we can let it marinate, and then at the end of the show, we can try to come up with our casting choice of who it would be. I mean, um, I know who well, I would pick. you already found... Okay, so you found... <laughs> <laughs> I would pick, like, a... William uh, Defoe. Yes, that's exactly what I was like. A younger, a, a younger Defoe. William Defoe. A I younger would put, Will- I would put younger William Defoe in any villain role. Yeah, a younger William Defoe for sure, yeah. because he's got that just that menace look yeah. that 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 you would expect from Carnage. Yeah. And when I see Woody Harrelson, I was like, man, Hunger Games, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Venom Two. I don't know what you guys are gonna do. <laughs> yeah, no idea. All right. Let's go ahead and go brew that coffee. We'll come back and talk about some comics. Heck yeah. And we're at the comic segment. And what we do in this segment is we take some of the newest books to hit the local comic shop stands. And then we talk about them. We break it down. We talk about some of the themes, some of the plot, and all that stuff. And uh, we, you know, we just have a little discussion here. Uh, we hope you enjoy our discussion about these books as well. We hope they're informative in some way it seems to be always to be the goal what if you know i don't if, even know what you're talking about anymore. conversation is not informative then you know because you, you do this thing where like you just go off on tangents but like it's cool though i like it wow because your tangents lead to conversations <laughs> are you talking about like tangents from like this or just a tangent while we're talking your ta- like, like about the books like your tangents for, like intro tangents oh yeah 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 I tend to I tend to trail off but that's like, cool uh, though like, like, like you're, you're a trailblazer yeah. woo <laughs> okay okay you like that huh <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not bad it's solid I'll give, I'll give that to you but before we talk about comics though what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about that coffee we'll be having so Victor why don't you uh, enlighten us the coffee yes sir this week Sumava from the country of Costa Rica 
in the region of West Valley, and it's been roasted by Rosso Coffee Roasters in Calgary, Alberta. Wow. Far's ways away, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, like, two provinces to the west? I don't... I, I have no idea. Uh, geography was never my strong suit. I, I barely passed geography. I think I got, like, 52% or something like that in grade Oof. 9. I was not a... You know, I was not a Oof. good student, period, in high school. Okay. I think, uh, like, grade 12, like... I was, I was like, okay, like I better step it up a little bit. <laughs> and that's how I got into university, but I never tried. It's just not my thing, you know? Yeah. I'm not a yeah, I'm yeah. not an acad- academic kind of guy. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. I mean in high school it was it was the same thing. I needed certain grades to get into university, so I like at the end when I, we got the report card, I walked to like every one of my uh, teachers and I was like, Hey man, wanna wanna help me out? <laughs> Did you actually do that? Yeah, man. Oh wow. And I got them. <laughs> that's convincing yeah I was just like hey dude I just need like like maybe 1% 2% and I did like, oh right, okay cool. I thought it was just 1% or 2% right okay, okay no but like you raise that up and then all of a sudden your average is no because I thought you were going around asking for like 5% no no <laughs> but no like I would I would be like hey man like 1 or 2% will help like I'm just trying to get into this program right but then like one of my teachers I won't name it just you know just in case <laughs> I end up getting 8% oh wow yeah that's impressive and I was like dude <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you couldn't have just worked harder, eh? I, you yeah, know, not, it's not a Jerry it's, thing. That's that's <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's that's. Uh... So before we uh, start talking about the comics, spoiler alert: uh, <laughs> these uh, because of the way we talk about these books, because of the way we have to sort of talk about the plot and the the themes and stuff like that. <laughs> There are going to be spoilers, so we are we are going to get into pretty heavy spoiler territory. Spoiler so if you territory, if you haven't read these books yet, make sure to hit up your local comic shop. Make sure you grab those books, pick them up, buy them, go back home, open the bag, read them, put it back in the bag, tape it up, put it back on your shelf or your box or wherever you put them, and then come and listen to the episode. Make sure you get your tickets on the next plane to spoil the territory. That's what we do here. Spoiler territory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's go do that. Let's go to the spoiler territory. Okay, so the first book we'll be talking about today is Batman Who Laughs number three. It's written by Scott Snyder, art by Jock, colors by David Barron, and letters by Sal Cipriano. I was more impressed with the ending than I was with the entire issue. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it just ended up where I knew it was going to end up anyway. Yeah. Like, everything else was just sort of just filler, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it just didn't need to happen. <laughs> I, I think it didn't need to happen, but I also feel like you if, you... if you come into this book knowing what happened in Black Mirror... I don't want to spoil it, because, again, there's probably listeners who haven't read it. And it is amazing. Even though we're in spoiler territory. No, but like it, because it, it's a different book now, right? We're talking about a completely different book. Yes. Um, if you haven't read that series, that miniseries, um, not so much a miniseries, it took place in Detective Comics, but um, this was before the New 52. But if you haven't read that arc, uh, Black Mirror, you, you should definitely go back and read it. Um, and it'll give you a different perspective of why Batman and Jim decided to go visit. Uh, Jim's son. Uh, well, they they're pretty explicit as to why. Yeah, but there's a very like that the things that James Gordon Jr. did in that book mm-hmm. 
would make you appreciate the progress he's made in this book. Right. Yeah. Will make you appreciate that he really doesn't want to go back to it and that he really has made the changes. And it will make you actually look at Batman and Jim a little bit like, why are you in here? Forcing this guy. Like forcing this guy to go back in. Like, why are you in here already believing that he hasn't changed? So like having that context, like if you read that, then this will be like, okay. But that's also just, it's, it's desperate Batman. Yes. Right? Because regular Batman wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Desperate Batman is a different Batman. Desperate Batman it also, like, but this is also a normal Jim. Because Jim didn't know Batman was going to be there, But right? Jim also is in a situation where he's just like, I kind of don't have a choice. Yeah, he has to do something. He yeah. has to do something because yeah. all these, like, literally Bruce Wayne's are falling out of the skies. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's got to be, there's got to be some sort of solution here. Um... Now, the reason why I said what I said earlier was because at the end of it all, mm-hmm. uh, Batman just goes, you know what? Why am I even trying? <laughs> and he just gives in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And truthfully, that was sort of the resolution that I wanted him to come to anyway. Because now we're just talking about two Batman who laughs, duking it out. Yeah. Batman who laughs versus the Batman who laughs version two <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much it it also signifies I think um the idea that y- you you kind of you you eventually get let down that path you, right you will eventually need to come face to face with it in order to try to defeat some like something yeah. of that type of magnitude mm-hmm. um and that's kind of in in the um, the uh, the Dark Knight's Batman Who Laughs one shot. That's kind of how Batman originally succumbed to that too, mm-hmm. where he ultimately decided that he needed to do something drastic to stop the Joker. Mm-hmm. And in that story, he went killed the Joker and then got infected by the toxins and mm-hmm. became Batman Who Laughs because mm-hmm. he then sort of came to this realization, right? Um, and in this story it's the same thing like he needed to make drastic measures to go and try to counter this thing mm-hmm. so he, he succumbs to it and he says you know what I'm just gonna fight I'm just gonna stop fighting it and let it take over so yeah. I can understand the psychosis of it yeah uh, the other thing too is the Joker is now f- just running around <laughs> so yeah <laughs> uh, so that's going to I feel like this is going to be chaotic yeah and that's sort of the point yeah right yeah um so we're gonna see two batman who laughs and then the joker who is just as crazy yeah (laughs) and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to read i feel like that's that's gonna be a three-way bat a triple threat yeah that i'm looking forward to (laughs) and it's and and ultimately that's what I think Batman Who Laughs wants to create. Yeah. Um it, it's just like uh there, there there a lot of things happened in this issue where it was just like, oh, okay, that's kind of random and that's kind of what he would do and to like just co- create this chaos. Like he goes and like basically takes out the penguin. Yeah. The peng- penguin's people. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, you by the way, you want to know you want to know who's messing with your dice? 
Matches Malone. Look for that guy. Matches Malone. Look for him. And yeah. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> just, the, started, just started. I, well, obviously, I think the 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 reason <laughs> as to why he did that will obviously come to light either yeah. next issue or the issue well, after. Because Matches is, um, uh, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. Matches is Bruce. Mm-hmm. So he just straight up told him. <laughs> it's 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 it'll come to light. Yeah, it'll come to light. And he just like. Everything he does is just to like shatter Bruce Wayne's life, and I was oh, like, "Oh yeah, really, man? Come on, man! You you you're, you're at, doing so much to him already." But the, at, <laughs> but at this point, like, it doesn't matter because yeah. because he's trying to do all these things to shatter Bruce when Bruce at this point has already given in to the Joker toxin. Yeah, and I think that at the end, that's kind of where he got to because he yeah. just like he's doing so much to try to do these preventions and nothing's yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it, the the curious thing now is does the Batman who laughs know that that's the path that this Batman has chosen the proper Bruce has taken yeah yeah that's yeah. the big question because in, is he now doing all these things in futility or is this all still part of his plan at this point mm-hmm. right big questions a lot of questions that need to be answered yeah more questions from this one for sure yeah and and also what was that guy's name? Um, the Batman with the the Batman who Punishers. Uh the Grim Knight. Grim Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy. He just comes out just, just just guns blazing, and he's just like, <laughs> "I'm taking that Gordon," and he takes him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, all right." <laughs> and also now the, the that- banter between Grim Knight, by the way, just sorry to cut you off, but the banter yeah. between him and and Batman was pretty funny. Good, good shot, Bruce. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was a top ten in this one. It's like I'm a top ten shot. It's like wow, a top ten, huh? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was a good interaction. Yeah, like- <laughs> because it was basically two Bruces that are kind of just like. That have crossed the line, basically. Yeah, and they're they're trying to like one up each other. It's so funny. Yeah. Wow, top ten. Everyone's a winner on this world. <laughs> <laughs> top ten and what? Revolver, semi, fold, nerf, nerf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was. Uh, I think the, the other question I have now is does because they introduced well, they brought James into this thing. Yeah. Right? Now that Batman has decided to go down the path that he's gone on is james now like not relevant to the story again i think so i think so <laughs> it it would have been i think in order to keep this story more self-contained the fact that they reference james is is important because it it's establishing that like there's there's like some sort of continuation in a lot of stories that they're telling yeah. and especially because that was the same creative team as this mm-hmm. creative team right mm-hmm. so um it's always good for people for them to like harken back to some continuity stuff right. but at the same time they don't want it to be tied down too much to that because mm-hmm. then now that becomes if James plays a bigger role in the story the Black Mirror becomes re- um, required reading yeah and when you, when they're doing a miniseries I don't think they want to use one miniseries to become a required reading for the I don't even know what, what his role would be further on if they involved him anyway because- to try to stop to try to predict and stop uh, Batman who laughs. What does it matter, Bruce? He's already decided he's going to become the well, next. Well, that's exactly Batman, it. Right? Like, so that's, at this point, it's just yeah. there's no point. 
but that's that's why I think they're gonna cut him out of the story now yeah. because he's gone down that path because ultimately he already said um, uh, James Gordon Jr. he already said to Batman like hey um, you kind of already lost yeah right so like that was I think his role his role was to see like what was going to happen what mm-hmm. might happen mm-hmm. realize that that's not the path he wants to go down anymore but also remind Batman at the same time like hey he's got you yeah. you know so that's why I think Batman has to go down that path now mm-hmm. because he, he's not really left with the choice mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so once he goes down that path though James Gordon Jr. done oh done. yeah there's, there's no point when he come back donezo he's just gonna go back to stocking items in the, sh- in the <laughs> shop it, it was nice to see him do that though yeah um, because he, he he has some way to occupy his life yeah because he was he was some sort of psycho oh yeah so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um but you know overall I, I like the story I think this issue while there were questions I think this issue really carried things forward quite a bit mm-hmm. and it's gotten now it's halfway through the series and it's gotten now us now to a point of like okay this is where they were trying to take Batman yeah it's paced now the show it's paced the way begins. you want it to be paced exactly mm-hmm. yeah and I, I quite enjoyed it I think oh yeah for sure yeah yeah the next issue I'll just want to see that triple threat match I, that pay-per-view <laughs> they're they're fighting and out of nowhere joker just was like oh my god here comes joker with a steel chair <laughs> <laughs> he took out the ref oh my oh goodness my god, the referee jim gordon <laughs> <laughs> all right so um why don't we go ahead and wrap that book up let's go on to our next book and that's flash number 64 and it also happens to be part two of the price is right uh, <laughs> the price crossover <laughs> between Batman and the Flash which the, uh, the price is right crossover <laughs> with price is right crossover with what Jeopardy <laughs> no with DC <laughs> <laughs> um, okay Flash 64 is written by Joshua Williamson art by Rafa Sandoval on pencil Jordi Tarragona on ink colors by Tomomori and letters by Steve Wands okay <laughs> I like it a lot more than that first chapter. I think it. Oh it's, yeah. Um, it, 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 I think it, it does a really good job of fleshing out um, yeah. the the relationship now um, between all the characters that are involved within the story, mm-hmm. right? And even more so, and even the the supporting cast, like say for example, when they bring in Iris for like the, those few little panels to interact with uh, Barry. Yeah. Even like her role in establishing the relationship now with of Batman versus versus the rest of the league I think is like it had a it it did its job like everything in this issue played its part mm-hmm. and I think that's what made it so good right uh now the I didn't realize that now with the last issue it seemed like um like Gotham girl was resurrecting like Gotham yeah like just that one just the, the original Gotham yeah but, but it turns out she's making a whole bunch of them yeah and uh I don't know if I am a fan of that path <laughs> um I think it puts the attention more squarely back on Gotham Girl yeah I think it also focuses more on the psychosis of Gotham Girl mm-hmm. and why I think you know the 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 whole idea of superheroes not wanting others to follow down their path because they feel like their path is dark and 
sort of never ending type of hole mm-hmm. um that type of trope has has really been existence in superheroes in, in a long time and a lot of heroes choose that type of path right you can even see it in like superhero tv shows like arrow goes through that same thing uh sometimes the flash goes through that in the tv show in in the comics it goes through that a lot but between different superheroes but there's there's something to be said about trying to fulfill someone's inner need to become a hero and the flash i think the flash's legacy does it really well in terms of lining up the next predecessor the next person that, to try to take over right that uh, flashback he had with wally was just yeah, so sad so sad but like but it's sad but at the same time it's also fulfilling in a sense that wally really had someone to look up to mm-hmm. and he was able to become the wally west we know mm-hmm. because of what he was able to learn mm-hmm. right so there, there's something to be said about that mentorship and i think in in doing this for Gotham Girl and not putting the focus on just resurrecting the next guy, I think we're we're really focusing now on her actual sense of abandonment from Batman and the fact that she she's always still had this sort of inner desire to want to be a hero. And this is sort of because she didn't have that mentor, this is kind of the path that she ended up on. Right. Right? She's kind of like and I think that's why they sort of pair up Batman and Flash in the story as well is they're they're putting two opposite perspectives side by side, and really they're just com- they're really comparing Gotham Girl to Wally, and sort of the different path they go down. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's it's funny in regards to that. What Wally said? Not Wally. Sorry. Uh, what uh, Barry said to to Batman about how he always sort of chooses the paths for for a lot of his people. Yeah. Right? And they're it's it's they're both superheroes, but the way they do things is so different. And yeah. and, and and it's so like the difference is so stark mm-hmm. within this particular issue, right? Uh, <clears throat> I also liked again, it what what made this relationship is is seeing the character development and seeing uh, the relationships between the characters and 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 uh, within this story. Yeah, and I think uh, that's sort of what makes the writing so good here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the comparison that um, that Batman and, F- and the Flash make with each other in regards to each other, mm-hmm. right? Like Batman um, always, like said, oh, they always compare how who's faster him or superman but i've always wondered who's the better detective mm-hmm. me or him and i was like oh i've never thought about it that way because yeah. the flash is actually a very good detective in his own right yeah because that's that's, that's, his what, he, that's what he does yeah right um and i think uh and i think uh the flash makes a, a comparison that way as well I, I can't remember what exactly i think he said like um bruce was the only person who would listen to me ramble about evidence uh evidence technique and crime scene investigation i'm still in awe of how his mind works he's the greatest detective i've ever known yeah so it's good to see that there's still there's obviously still that underlying level of respect and friendship Mm -hmm. that they've built over the course of years right um 
but this whole heroes in crisis stuff really really puts a wrench in that and um again it's it's interesting to see how that's changed everything for a lot of these characters not just uh batman and and the flash yeah yeah for sure and it's just like um i guess it does come more as a shock from from last issue because we're coming into the story um being tied to one continuity and then thrown into the other um because there's no real mention of sanctuary Mm -hmm. in the batman story that tom king's writing right so it's which is funny because tom king's also writing (laughs) heroes in crisis but yeah there's no real mention of that um but then in this story it's it's heavily influenced right um, so I think that was more of a shock and this this issue now is sort of like okay we're acclimated to this setting now um, so for this issue we we sort of understand that's kind of why they're in they have these conflicts even within the team right because they're in this environment yeah and I think there's there's a bit of continuity issue here as well right um, because because in in this particular issue uh, a the Flash makes reference to uh, the wedding. Yes. Right? And the Batman goes, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> and But when you look at the other way around, it's they never make reference to the sanctuary within the main Batman, Batman storyline. Yep. Right? So that's where it sort of can get a little confusing because you would think that at that point they would reference each other. Right? Yes. But they obviously don't. And of course they they couldn't because man, just like how much more can Batman take in the in the main storyline? Man, it's just <laughs> he just can't. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, yeah. I think if you throw Sanctuary on top of that, the Batman's broken. He's done. He's done. He's gonna become the Batman who laughs <laughs> in that issue, <laughs> or Batman who just crawls in a ball. <laughs> the Batman who cries. <laughs> and. Yeah, with this issue, I think it really opens up a lot of sort of new, interesting ways to look at what Gotham Girl is going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, that's that's where we're focusing on, yeah. right? Um, and it's it's sad to see it, but it makes a lot of sense, yeah. right? And Bane really sort of took took the opportunity and took advantage of the fact that Gotham Girl has this like one thing in her mind to try to do and Bane comes in and says like you know what I'll help you try to accomplish that but in like this like sick and twisted way you know so it's a good way to for them to sort of loop loop Bane back in as well yeah and to explain why Gotham Girl was going to Bane yeah you know and then again like it it, it makes a lot of references to the main Batman run that but Batman doesn't do it the other way around so again it's just a little confusing for people that don't that don't get it right like the, yeah. if you're not like understanding sort of how each of those these stories are being written it can be very confusing but just just listen to us and you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we're breaking it down fairly well I mean like it's it, at the end of the day it's very focused on Gotham Girl and yeah that's like and that's that's the point of this mini series, this little mini run, right? So. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I I'm actually quite looking forward to that next issue because I want. Is it know just a three part or is it a four? I can't remember. Four part. Four part. Okay, yeah, okay. Four okay, part. Okay. So, so it'll end back with uh, with Flash. With Flash. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, kind of like the button did, like a little four mm-hmm. issue thing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I think that about covers the um, Flash 64. So let's go on to our next book, which is Captain Marvel number two. It's written by Kelly Thompson, art by Carmen Carnero, colors by Tamara Bonvillain, and letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on that doesn't explain anything. You know what I mean? Like I I understand the the premise of what's going on. Um be I didn't realize that it was a barrier that they were in. I don't think that was mentioned in the last issue. Yeah. Um I thought it was a warp. Yeah, I thought they were teleported to some other like faraway place or some faraway time. Yeah. Like I thought it was a port. But yeah, but no, it's it's a it's a different dimension that exists within the same space. Yes. Right? Sort of like what they did with um with metal. Remember how they like Yeah. Like if you just yeah. switch the frequency, it was like yeah. a different sort of place. So, it's sort of like that. Um but I don't see a reason. Um, I think the way they're painting it so far in this issue and the way they've sort of gone to explain it is um, Nuclear Man. Nuclear Man, right? Mm-hmm. Nuclear Man? He is this huge misogynist and masochist to which he was formerly called anyways. Mm-hmm. And he is basically <laughs> abducting women yeah. into this zone, yeah. into this place, and that the women are um, they're banded together to try to stop this guy. I don't know if and like I, it's 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 a touchy thing. I feel like because I wanted. I wanted a Captain Marvel story to touch on, um, to touch on sort of this like equality thing, and yeah. I think that's where, and I think that the villain itself was a funny little sort of like haha type thing in the yeah. first issue, and yeah. they've sort of like no, that's not what's accepted now, or well like. That's now how it should be. Mm-hmm. And it should have never been accepted, but you know, it's gone on to times. So now, like, we're really, like, they're really setting a thing where it's like, okay, well, that's not what's happening. We're, we can't have that, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's kind of just a clown. And then they get teleported to this other zone. And Captain Marvel, as we've seen from, like, sort of the end of last issue, yeah. we see her banding together with revolutionaries, essentially. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't think the revolutionaries are literally fighting the idea of misogyny. Yeah, and like I literally literal. Yeah, and I didn't know that that's like li- that the direction they're gonna go. And mm-hmm. I was like, as I'm reading through this book, it's just like I just I felt like they literally took the misogynist idea and shoved it down your throat. And they're just like, let's fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it. And it's, I don't know if I can go through a whole arc of that. I I just don't see, like, why did this have to be 
I'm not saying here. Okay, we got to be careful with exactly, words here, right? and yeah, because the thing is, like, we're not saying that misogyny is okay. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that it didn't have to be represented in such a blatant way. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because sure, we want to have conversations about equality misogyny and how it shouldn't we want to have those conversations i think mm-hmm. those conversations should exist i personally think this is oh, the wrong way to go about it yeah because it it just it's not appealing yeah right like it this is not what comic book readers want at least not for me i i don't go out looking for the most blatantly SJW issues that are out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like, let's see, like, I, I'm just afraid, like, I don't want that to be taken the wrong exactly. way. Exactly. And, and, and this I, is like the touchy, weird middle ground. Wait, okay. I think what I'm trying to say is, and I think what we're both trying to say is, we don't want to see that. We also don't want to see the opposite of that. Yeah, we don't want to see nothing we, being talked exactly. about. Exactly. Right? We want to see that middle ground where things have been fixed yeah so i don't want to see like i don't want to see one side completely represented in a comic book i also don't need to see the other side completely represented like and and one good example i have mm -hmm. is the recent men in black remake yeah i loved it Mm -hmm. i loved the trailer Mm -hmm. absolutely i didn't do the movie's not out yet it's not out you know i love the trailer and I love the fact that you can put Chris Hemsworth right beside Tessa Thompson. That's a great team, by the way. And just be like, yeah. this is where we're going with it. Equal representation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, cool. I'm down for that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see completely one side and I don't need to see completely the other side. Mm-hmm. Give me this. Mm-hmm. So that worked out really well for me. Thor 3 was amazing mm-hmm. because Tessa Thompson had a really, again, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. But... It, they, she has such a great they're such a great team they're together. such a great team together yeah. and she had a, such a great role in that movie mm-hmm. so for me I don't need to see this other side in in what I would consider entertainment yeah and it's just like sometimes yeah sometimes it's just like they a lot of that goes through and I think it's it's an interesting conversation to be had but mm-hmm. and it's an important conversation to be had but I don't think that's represented the right way like I think it's a conversation that should be that should be had uh, within within a story that you want to read you know what I mean like I don't want it to be a story based on on that yeah because I'm trying to think of the right way to say this because it's the first issue I think did a great job nuclear man shows up masochist shows up she just like uh uh yeah shut it down shut it down the way and she, then that's it. Just way, leave it the shut way, down. The way she's the way she interacted with Iron Man, beautiful, right? She, Absolutely. She, you you paint Captain Marvel as as a, a a as a woman lead. That's interesting. That that is no 
different from a strong male character, mm-hmm. right? But then you come into this issue, and then it's like, okay, you like that, huh? Here's ten, ten times more of it, <laughs> and you're just like, oh wow, like this is really just being shoved down my throat now, yeah. right? And then the moment they introduce Som in the story, yeah, because I think there's so much more to unpack in this story, yeah. Som, they introduce Som as the only guy that that escaped out of his castle. And and then they and think it's weird. Right away. Yeah. It's just they are just like I suspect him. Yeah. And it's just not suspect him, but they think it's odd. It's right? no no. Yeah. Uh Carol like straight up suspects him. She she thinks it's suspicious, but I don't think she suspects him of being you know what I mean? Like I think I, she, I okay, uh, yeah. Like you know suspicious I mean? of the like, like why is the, he the only uh, guy here? Yeah. Right? Like like that's suspicious for sure. I'd find that suspicious too, right? Um, but I find it, yeah, it's just yeah, it's like the only one. That's odd. Yeah, and then and then I I looked at it and I was like, okay, yes, but now like now we just made it really odd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like I, I truthfully, I wanted, I wanted, I I really wanted. A strong Captain Marvel series and a strong Captain Marvel character, and I think Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and you know, like um, Spider Woman and stuff like that. They they've done a great job to like really put a lot of that front and center. They've put um uh what was her name again? Uh, Kate Bishop mm-hmm. in Hawkeye. They mm-hmm. really put her front and center and just have her be the lead. And yeah. they're just like, okay, cool. Just just have that. Have the lead. This literally took the lead and then said like we're gonna punch misogyny in the face and yeah. then we're gonna keep punching it in the like face like literally for issues on issues on end and it's just I don't know if that's the story like as like just like I don't enjoy racist stories mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the other side of it yeah because that's not where I wanna go with my entertainment not yeah. to say that I don't wanna go have that conversation I will talk to anybody about that conversation I just don't need to see it in my comic books yeah, because like, so then because then, then it's just like issues like this, and there's a couple of issues where we've covered that's exactly like this too. Uh, they sort of fall into this trap where the writing is just really blatantly saying doing this is not okay, and my only problem with that is I know it's not okay, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to read a whole story of of them telling me it's not okay. Yeah, right. Like there's. Bill Bird had has done a stand up, uh, did a stand up bit that makes made a lot of sense. Where you know you have a lot of these networks that that talk about domestic abuse and stuff, and you, that conversation, which again these are conversations we want to have. But but he makes a point where he goes, you know, there's nobody <laughs> that will watch the show and go, oh. I didn't know I couldn't beat my wife. Oh, I'm so sorry, honey. Like, like the yeah. no, you know what I mean? Like it. Pe- people know that this is not okay, right? I don't. We don't need full issues, full arcs, telling us this is not okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's that's where yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and well, it's a, and because it's a, it's a trap, right? Yeah, it, and, and a lot of writers fall into it, and it may not even be their fault. Yeah, it just ends up. How yeah. the story, and I do think, and I do think it's important that 
um, because it's the same idea as it's a it's an art form, right? Yeah. And it's the same day, same idea as a producer or a director who wants to put it into their movies or right. into their shows, into a into a talking point, to a conversation point, right, right? Right. But I think, I I think having it in that first issue and be like, this is not okay, punch mm-hmm. misogyny in the face, and be like, okay, cool, like I actually really like that. Because we're at a we're at a stage where we need to be open about those conversations, and yeah. we need to be understanding that that is not okay, mm-hmm. right? But I, then that's it. Yeah. Like don't don't keep like don't keep going, and like I, I don't want this to become a conversation where it's just like oh we don't want that in our media, we don't yeah. want that in our entertainment, blah blah blah. But at the same time, I just just make the progress yeah. and be in that middle ground and mm-hmm. just move forward with the progress and that's that for me I think is more important mm-hmm. that's why I think Men in Black the way that they've casted the new Men in Black you know, you know why because, so much because they treated her like a regular person they treated her exactly yeah. they treated her as an equal yeah they treated her as just another person yeah and I think that's where we need to be in our world and yeah Instead of continuing hammering on the point where it's just like, no, we need to stop treating people like that as they're not equals. It's just like, just treat them as equals. Yeah. What I would have right? liked to see is a continue, uh, uh, oh, excuse me, like a continuation of sort of the first issue where they, where she's taken down the baddies, the yeah. Avengers come, and she's sort of already taken the lead on on tackling yeah. the situation see that's that to me is a strong captain marvel issue you want yeah. you want her to to really be at the forefront of things mm-hmm. right and i think that maybe the direction that they're going in the movies like with endgame i believe yeah she she plays a role like that yeah. but um i certainly would have uh liked to see a role like that and in, in, like i would like to love to see her like lead the avengers in a charge against like a big baddie oh yeah because absolutely because that shows a strong leader yeah right a strong female leader to me that like somebody that can sort of take the reins and then lead the charge with with the likes of thor captain america like that's what i want to see mm-hmm. right like to me like she's taking the leading the charge and on with characters that you know a lot of people are not gonna know yeah. right like hazmat nobody really like come on yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean hazmat echo and it's like these are not mainstream characters that people know but if she takes a lead on mainstream characters that people know that's making progress in my opinion yeah right but and who am i <laughs> <laughs> but with also at the same time i do i do think like okay she comes in leads these uh, leads these characters into this charge against this ideal. Yeah. Right? And um, I wouldn't say ideal. Ideal is bad. Like, an idea. Because ideal makes it sound like it's like a proper thing. It's ideal. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say it's like they, they go against this concept, this idea. Um, and then at the end, I was actually really glad to see um, uh, Miss uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. Because she comes in and then she's just like this, like this BA and she just comes in and she's just like fist, you know, clench and she's yeah. just about to come and wreck things. Yeah. And then and loses her powers. Loses yeah. her powers immediately. The first thing that appeared, the first thing that's in my head, it was just like she comes in, strong character and then boom, damsel. And it's just like, oh, like 
now she's a character that needs to be rescued. Yeah. And it's just like, why? Let's just build on the fact that these are strong characters. Yeah. And let's just have characters and let's just have let's just have issues and stories with these strong characters. Mm-hmm. I want to see these strong female characters because I want to see them take the same lead and the same charge and even take lead above, like you said, above the Avengers and be like, she's going to take charge. And that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just, but, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot that can be said and, and we're basically, we've made our point, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot to be said um, about the way that they're going about this. It's not the best way, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it could be the fact that they had an idea and that they just sort of fell into the trap of making it. Because it's not easy to write a story like that. Yeah. Right. And and yeah. I completely understand why it would be difficult. Right. And I have a lot of respect for them, uh, for this creative team, for trying to tackle the issue. Um, I just think that there's there's there could be much more finesse in the way that they've gone about it. Yeah. At bottom line, that's it, right? Yeah, and uh, I'll I'll say this now before we sort of end the conversation on this book or on this on this issue because we, I do want to see where they go with the story moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I will say this now, listeners, if you've stuck with us throughout this whole conversation, and we just hope you understand what we mean. We don't want you to take our conversation about this book the wrong way because I know right right when I said it at the beginning, I was like, ah. Uh, I'm afraid people would just yeah. cap I'm, it there and I'm then not, be like, oh, these guys yeah, we're not progress. We're not saying we, do, we don't want to see like an all-female cast or something, right? Like We want to see I'm, them strong. I'm okay with that, but it's got to be done in the right way. Just like how if there was an all-male cast, I would be okay with that too. But I've also seen some pretty bad all-male cast movies as well. <laughs> right yeah. so you know it, it, and it's it, way more of an occurrence throughout yeah. history because that's the way history has yeah. been and I do want to see more strong female cast yeah like I like I just want a good story period exactly right and that's and I think my gripe now is that uh, is that I don't my is that we're not being delivered that where the opportunity is really there for the taking yeah right and yeah. it's just a little frustrating to see but Again, just like Jerry said, you know, we'll we'll see how where this direction takes them. Let's just hope it takes them down a good path, and and it ends up being uh, an overall a good story to read. Yeah, and I think we touched upon this on uh, just uh, just real quick. Um, we touched upon this on Captain America, Captain America, the end of last issue yeah, for Captain yeah. America, right? And it's just like, okay, cool, you've shown us that. Mm-hmm. If you tie it well together and be like this is why those characters needed to be there great Mm -hmm. I'm all on board Mm -hmm. right because at the same time it's just we want to see strong characters Mm -hmm. and that's that's it Mm -hmm. there's no preference of one over the other we just want to see strong characters and strong stories Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so yeah a little disappointed at the whole She-Hulk thing at the end I was really hoping she comes in and just wrecks that robot yeah but you know (laughs) Well, it is what it is, I but, guess. <laughs> but but like here's my fear is that they're gonna come to this thing and they're gonna be like, oh, it's because Nuclear Man has this aura that's happening in the barrier and it's just sucking everyone's energy and sucking everyone's powers and making all these women useless and you know and stuff like that. I'm just like I don't, I don't, I don't just give me strong characters. I don't need to see that. Yeah, because I, I don't because I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with, like, I think it's bad. I do think it's bad. Misogyny is bad. So, like, don't send it to me again in comic books. 
We'll, but you know whatever. We'll, we'll see how it we'll goes. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It's only issue two. It's only issue two. I really thought they were going to fight a revolution. But judging by the end of that last issue, I was yeah. really like, man, these guys are revolutionaries. That's cool. Yeah. They're fighting for some country's independence. But <laughs> clearly not. <laughs> clearly They're fighting for their own independence. Yeah, is what's exactly. Going on. Like, clearly, nuclear man is still a thing. And I really don't want him to be a thing because he's a horrible character. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> enough of that. Uh I do still think it's a great story. I just hope the execution lightens up a little. Okay, so book number four. We're going to that's that was book three, right? Okay, yeah, book number four. We're going to Blackbird number five. This issue. What an issue. And this is this is this is what you know what let me introduce the team first. Oh sorry. It's written on. by <laughs> Sam Humphreys. We're just getting ahead of ourselves. Written by Sam Humphreys, with art by Jen Bartel, layout artist Paul Reinwan, colors by Triona Farrell, and letters by Jody Wynn. Anyways, this issue, <laughs> this is this is the bee's knees right here. Uh, this I is how you tell a story with strong characters, strong regardless. female characters, and and it does see and like regardless, regardless of the orientation, just strong characters. And that's, I think, what makes a story great. And that's the thing. Like, in this story... See, this is how... You, exactly like you said. This is how you should write it. Like, when you really when you really go through the story, the males really are just the supporting cast here. But they do such a good job of being the supporting cast that it really lifts up the women in this issue. Right? Um, but regardless of that, um, I just really like the way that uh that this is turning out like the world that they're building like it 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 makes a lot of sense and i mm, mm, just just uh, this the revelations that we got in this issue the i think the pacing of this issue was also on point lots of things happen in this issue but it never felt rushed Mm -hmm. um and i think and I think now they're piecing together all the little questions that we had and they're they're revealing all those layers now. Mm-hmm. They're giving us all the answers we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And and I just think like the the art is phenomenal, the the expressions are so well done. It drags you, it pulls you into the story and and the the the, the stuff that's happening with Nina now, like we see it. We yeah. under, we're understanding yeah. it. Right. And uh did you just not enough good things I think can be said about this issue and about this series in general but like this issue in particular is really it's really something else yeah like the the way that the the story progressed and the direction that they're taking Nina now I love it I love the fact that she is going to end up being a paragon mm-hmm. I love the fact it's not going to be part of her mom's cabal love it yeah and it's going to be, in fact, now they're going to be a part of um, uh, Clint's cabal, which is, uh, I believe... Zahn. Zahn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and her mom is Iridium, right? Iridium. Oh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. What kind of uh, skills is she going to learn? And, and Clint and Nina, I ship it, man. I ship this relationship. I really Clint do. Yeah, because Clint at the beginning came off as kind of this like this jerk. this this douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> but he's actually but a really nice guy. He, yeah, and he's just he's also stuck in his circumstance, and I think he's also 
but like he he's he's genuinely a good dude like he's just mm-hmm. trying to help out yeah you know maybe it doesn't always come across that way but yeah. like he, he's really trying i'm kind of curious to see what his dad's agenda is now yeah right because he's obviously he's not doing this out of the kindness of his own heart well because he straight up um he called her out as being the blackbird too yeah and clearly and, something is happening yeah. with her and it's still not clear as to what it is yeah right um which is fine i'm okay with that uh of course now we we get the revelation that uh, the cat was cursed by her mom yeah and to not <laughs> tell the truth the truth being which jerry you want to reveal it huh spoiler warning the uh you're talking about the cursed truth yeah um wait hold on what she's not alive <laughs> she's dead nina's actually dead oh wait sorry i was still talking i was still thinking about the cat come on man i was keep, still thinking about the cat keep up my boy so yes so, cat. so she's dead she died she actually died <laughs> in that earthquake because they um they 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 hinted at it throughout the issue yeah that, um clint actually said like you know i died mm-hmm. and that's part of the initiation you have to die before you come back yeah um and then you know nina didn't believe him and then he's like here this is my real me i use magic to cover it up mm-hmm. um and then there's the whole thing where at the end they're like they 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 reveal it with the cat that's why i'm still stuck on the cat because we were talking about the reveal and then i was yeah. just thinking about the cat oh <laughs> the cat was like you want to know this is gonna hurt but you know, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show mm-hmm. you what happened. They they mm-hmm. altered all your memories. They changed everything. Yeah, turned out she died. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why that's why she has the ability to use the gems. But also, when you look at her reflection when she's on the ground, because they're uh, the paragon that they see, sort of like that. Uh, you know, have you have you noticed that? Did you notice that in this? In that, what am I looking at? So on the last page. Yeah. Uh, when she goes to the ground and she falls and she looks, she's looking at the reflection of herself. Yeah. She sees the version of herself that died. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's that's the version that you're always going to see because when you look at Clint, whenever he has his re, um, sort of paragon aura. Yeah. I'm going to call it that because I don't think there's. Oh a term yeah, for it it's yet. like the burnt, the, burnt the half phase, burnt right? face one. Yeah. Just like. Uh, and I, I think that that's that's how they all are. Is. Uh, when when you die that's sort of the aura that you see mm-hmm. right because you can cover up your yourself in whichever way you want with magic left right and center uh as demonstrated by clint but i think the aura is how you look like when you die yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah there's that reveal was was shattering for me because there's like holy smokes like that explains everything yep right it really does uh, and it explains why she just constantly feels like she doesn't belong in that time. Yeah, or that, she, that area. Or yeah, that, because you know. she doesn't. She truly doesn't. Yeah, right. Because she's dead, and came and, back. And she. And, and she, you know what I think happened. So here's my uh, theory. Now. Yeah, I've had. I've had. I I had this theory before I read this issue. Let's hear it. And I was hoping it kind of be that way. Is that she is ultimately the big bad? Ah, and that she died became a paragon mm-hmm. was the big bad and then everybody sort of got together and be like we need to defeat her send her back to the other life and, mm-hmm. and just wipe her memories 
So then she's on the other side, and then she's just like, "Whoa, like why do I feel so weird?" You yeah, know? it's like, "Oh man, why do I felt so weird ever since that day?" Blah blah blah. It's because she's led this entire other life. So now, I think the Zong Cabal is trying to recruit her back in, and yeah. that's why she's so passionately called the Black Bird mm-hmm. because she's already made her name for herself. Yeah, in the other side, she's. Just- She's the Hunger Games, yeah. my and friend. I think at the end she's gonna be like the, this big bad again. She's gonna be yeah. the she's gonna be the the Broly to to the movie man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this ultimate antihero. Yeah, <laughs> though I think I mean obviously she's not ultimately gonna end up being the bad guy. Obviously, yeah, you never know. I well, they're not. I don't think so. You never know. Why would they tell that story? I that's not a story I would want to read. Why not? <laughs> Why would I want to read that? Why? Why wouldn't you? You're because, reading it now. Because even if that was yes, because <laughs> I don't think she's a bad person, right? I don't want to read. To just me, because you're a bad guy, doesn't mean you're, you're a, a bad, bad guy. guy. I get it. I know. But I think if that were the case, I would want to see a story where she's proving them otherwise. That's yeah. That's and I think story. that's. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think she's gonna end up being the ultimate villain in the story. Oh, that's right. That's not what you. you no, were no, no. To I say. meant like she is gonna be the ultimate villain, but then find redemption. Right. She's, right. It's she's a not story. A bad guy. Yeah. She's just a bad guy. Not a bad guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of I, mm, the story. But wow. oh, such a great story, and this is exactly. And I think talking about this right after Captain Marvel, I think. Is like the polar opposite, yeah. You know, and I did. This is this is where I, this is where I see the stories. It's just like just, just progress, and like, and I like that. You know, that's that's where I want my stories. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just give me the strong characters. Yeah, just give me. Yeah, exactly. And I like how Nina progressively gets stronger. Yeah, as the story because she wasn't really she wasn't this strong in the beginning. No, right. Like she would always default to drugs. Yeah. Whenever things got rough, but now we're seeing that she, she, like, I don't think we've seen her take the pills in like at least two issues, mm-hmm. right? Which uh, she she like threw them away at some point, I think. Yeah, and I think uh, we're finally starting to see her come out of her shell and and become the character I think they're intending her for for her to become. Yeah, uh, and I love it. I love and it's it. a it's a very similar. Um, it was a familiar formula. I think yeah, they they sort of did the same thing in. It was also written by Sam Frumfries, um mm-hmm. in the Green Lanterns. Yeah, um, the you know that whole that whole progression with Jessica Cruz, mm-hmm. and I thought that was great character building too. And I thought that was a really good way to show us, you know, a strong character mm-hmm. fighting through her shell. Now, obviously, you know where that story ended up is kind of you know, but with with this right now, especially because I think. You know, I, I think because it's a it's like an indie book because it's a like they own the characters. Yeah, he can do so much more now. Oh yes. Yeah. So I, I do, I do like the way he made the progress on Nina and made the progress in the characters in the story, and I do mm-hmm. think it's going to go a lot further. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm pretty excited about where he's going to go with it. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of potential, and I think he's tapping into it the right way. Yeah, absolutely. Lots to. Just give me the next issue already. That's all I gotta say. I'm really excited. I'm actually really excited about, it. and I think the next issue ends the arc. This would be an awesome. Yeah, first arc concludes next issue. This would be an awesome TV show. Oh. Yo, 
I would watch it. Come on, Netflix. Netflix. Netflix, you're picking up everything you already. You replaced Comedy Central already. You go. As per Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just pick, just, just take over sci-fi TV too as Speaking well. Speaking of Netflix, man, another comic book series that's on there, Umbrella Academy. Ah. I'm so excited yes. to start watching that. We're going to start yes. watching that this weekend, probably tomorrow. I don't know. All right. It's well. a long weekend. Oh yeah, that's right. If yeah, you don't have to work on Monday. You know, so I, yeah, I'm probably gonna jump into that series because that series is so good too. And that's one of those mini series. I think one day, like we should just tackle. Yeah, as a mini series because oh, it's so good. Um, one of these days. One of these days. But oh. okay, so Blackbird number five, so good. Good, good issue. Please, please. Next. I just want. I want to see how that first arc ends. I don't want to see where they set up. The well, the, the first arc is first arc is done. No, first arc. Uh, next issue. Hold on. Next issue concludes the first arc. Oh, I thought this was the one that concluded the first arc. No, no, no. Uh, Next I may issue. have uh, read that wrong here. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I, it's on the cover of the next issue, but I thought it was the ending of this issue. This issue. Okay. Yeah, okay, no, no. Okay, okay, no, no. okay, okay. Ends the next issue. All right. Yeah. Wow. I misread, misread that wrong. Now this, now the real climax is coming on the next issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so let's get on to our last book, and it's Gideon Falls number eleven. That's another wonderful wow, issue. Wow, wow, we again. Uh, I think this- written by. Let me just just get through this real quick. Written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Steve Wands. Okay, go. Indie is just the way to go, man. Absolutely. Like I think Absolutely. indie comics are just. Like the two best issues on the, in this lineup is Blackbird and Gideon Falls, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now with Gideon Falls, oh boy, a lot of stuff happening. It was all very supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> so now we get the uh, identity of the face that we always keep seeing. Yep, it's a it's a giant cockroach that uh, is manipulating the face of. Uh, the Norton, true Norton Sinclair. The true Norton Sinclair. So for this conversation, I want to I want to clarify right away. For this conversation, let's refer to the real Norton Sinclair as Norton Sinclair. Yeah. And let's re- and let's refer to what we thought was Norton Sinclair as, as Daniel, Daniel Sutton. So we'll refer to him as Daniel from now on. Mm-hmm. Because he, he's Daniel. Yeah. So we're going to make that distinction right now. So we're going to refer to him moving forward as Daniel. I really thought that they would keep Daniel and Father Fred together because now they've switched them. They've switched the lake house around. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that li- that confirms it. The yeah. com- that confirms the crossing of timelines. Yeah. No, or the I think actually... The converging of timelines. Really, yeah. Because that's what the Black Barton is. Yeah. Is it converging of timelines or is it all like different... like? Dimensions that are like like parallel universe versions of Gideon Falls. I I oh, would, you know I what I mean. What I saying. thought it was like different um, dimensions, dimensions. Yeah, like okay. different parallel universes, sort of thing, right? I mean, you could also be right because in there you see in that big uh, two page spread where he says, "Behold, his many kingdoms." Yeah. Um. It it shows like even modern day, modern day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like getting involved, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the hotels and the bus, like they're clearly in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Like they, I, I think it's timelines. I think it's timelines because, um, be, because of the way those buildings are, the way the buildings are structured, 
they're con- they the way he's drawn them, he's literally connecting all the buildings together. Right. And he's showing those buildings going through the times. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's a timeline thing and not so much a parallel universe thing. Because a parallel universe could just could like have the buildings not exist or have the building somewhere else. Like it won't, it w- the city wouldn't be built the same way. And the way that he set that spread up, I think he's depicting that the city is built the same way and it's going through the times. That's why I think but it's, he, it's but a he timeline. Could, but merging. he could also make sure that the they, they're all built the same way. He could. He could. Yeah. And this is just where my conclusion is. Yeah. Leads. I, I think... Yeah. I mean, Parallel way, Universe also makes a lot of sense, too, because he he's pulling all the different, like, like all those black circles that could be all considered worlds. Like, yeah. he's pulling them all together, right? So... Yeah, I mean, either way, it's... Either way, your explanation, my explanation, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I am... Um, I just, I just wish they kept them together. Yeah. Because I would have loved to see them tackle this situation together. Mm-hmm. Right? Just because I, I, I like each character individually, and I think bringing them together would have just multiplied that likeness by mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Be like, uh, like a fusion dance. You know what I'm saying? We're making a lot of Dragon Ball references. Or maybe We've I'm just always made a lot of Dragon Ball references. <sighs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... But it is still interesting to me. I that, was going to make a fusion dance reference, by the way. Oh, when yeah? we were talking about Batman Who Laughs. Oh. Where, yeah. like... Where, like, the, the, the Bruce Wayne who's, like, succumbed to Batman Who Laughs. Yeah. And then Joker will come back at like later on in a story and then fusion dance with him. <laughs> and then become the real Batman. Who became, yeah. Um, I do like the um, the fact that... I mean, them switching timelines is interesting too. Mm-hmm. Because now you're going to get to see Daniel really live out the life he was... Not live out, but really discover the life he could have had. Yeah. Um, because now uh, Claire found him. And he's obviously going to meet his father. Yep. We're going to get to meet his father. Uh, and then now Father Fred is going to get to get a chance to absorb this information now without the influence of the bishop. Now, again, I don't know uh, if this bishop is supernatural or not, right? Uh, there's heavy hints that he is, so he might still be able to contact him. Yeah. In which case, if he does, then yeah, guaranteed, 100% confirmed Half-Life 3 is coming out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or confirmed that at least that the bishop is very supernatural. Yeah. And there's something off with him. Uh, but I would like to see him process this information in a different world. Right? Yeah. I think him and Angie could make a pretty good team as well. But uh, I don't know. It's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot to unpack here. It's- <laughs> It's uh, it's weird that he he lost all of his memories though. That is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, because now it's just a matter of how is he going to process all of this now? Yeah. With, uh, because now he's just he's just another character now. He's no longer Father Fred. Yeah. So he's going to be. Uh, does Norton still have it? I mean, sorry. Does Daniel still have his memories? I can't. Uh, yes, he does. I believe so. He does. Yes, 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 yes. Because he didn't get swiped by the, um, he didn't get swiped by the uh, cockroach. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Father Fred got swiped by the cockroach. When the cockroach came out, man, that was such a crazy moment too. That was a weird moment. And then when he, when the, co- yeah, it was weird. It was, it was, like, weird. It was just was like, like whoa. whoa. And then the cockroach like grabbed uh, Norton's face. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, that's the smile guy. That's the guy that we keep that's singing. That's the smile guy. <laughs> and then he pulls him up and it's just like, oh, that's exactly it. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, a lot of, mm. And I also I, thought like it was kind of cool. It was like he, that that reveal happens and the face shows up. It's time become a do- doorway boy. Next panel, <laughs> Father Fred. No, <laughs> it's like oh okay. Don't become the doorway. <laughs> Get swiped. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, really thought he died. I thought so too. Yeah. I was gonna be real sad. Yeah, because I was gonna be real sad, but really excited. Mm, because yeah, it, yeah, because yeah. it tells me that Jeff Lemire's. It's now just like no character safe, no character safe, and then the story can really just focus back on Daniel. Yeah. Um, I mean, from this point on, for me, there's not much else I can say, uh, because they've set it up in a way where, um, now it's it's really launched the story into a different direction. Uh, so it's just a matter of reading issue 12 reading issue 13 before um uh before i can sort of uh make another theory on my part because mm-hmm. that's what i like to do with gideon falls I like okay to, i like to theory craft okay if you know what i'm saying okay theory crafter <laughs> well, we were pretty good at, i mean hey hey we hey, we, hey, we, we, we hey. called out daniel we called we it. called out Lake House. We called it out. I'm um, telling you, this is this is. Uh, we should just do a a Gideon Falls theory craft episode. But like every time we have Gideon Falls on the show, it feels always like like a, a theory, theory craft. craft yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I because guess that's so. all we do. We just come up with crazy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. No, mm. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this. This issue, I think. The uh, this issue, I think, which is so well paced, mm-hmm. very well paced, and mm-hmm. I think the suspense is all there, um, and it, and it really just it keeps you at the edge of your like they edge, didn't focus too seat. much on uh, sort of that little uh, like that parallel dimension, not that parallel, the the sort of uh, that middle ground, that middle ground dimension. Yeah, they didn't focus too much on it because I think they knew the readers weren't really gonna get it anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I still kind of don't know what's going on there, right? So, it was important for them to then bring it back to the characters. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job of doing that, right? And then the characters themselves then propel the story forward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, what else can you say? It's just, it's really good. It's good. It's really good. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> there, there was a moment, though. Not to say I wished it, but like I, I had hoped that Father Fred died, met mm. his end there. Yeah. Now the reason I say that is because he technically did in a way. Yeah, yeah, because he, <laughs> he lost all sense of who we were, right? Yeah, he, like who he was. He just like I don't know who am I, amnesia. But like, um, <laughs> because if he died, what it's like these two characters were drawn so so deeply by the curiosity mm-hmm. to to discover this place mm-hmm. um to to sort of 
risk a lot of other things to be like we need to we need to find this place we need right. to to figure this thing out right that they did not anticipate meeting such a a grisly end mm-hmm. you know that that a grisly end could be such a possibility right so like it, it's kind of it, it kind of goes to tell a message about like you know just because you're curious about something doesn't mean it's always good yeah you know yeah. and i think in that in that moment you can see you can see the regret on um on daniel's face <laughs> yeah. when he's just like i i want to go home yeah no kidding like, I, I i don't want to look at this this barn anymore i don't need this barn anymore i'm yeah. done like i just want to go home i'm done <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah and because that 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 page was so well done where and it's just like father fred just like dear lord help me like he he's yeah. really trying to find that salvation like trying yeah. to find the help yeah didn't come slice and or maybe or maybe it did maybe it did but then it's just like slice you know daniel's yeah. freaking out he's like i want to go home and then the face is like no you, you can't and then like the next page you're like oh father fred's alive yeah so like what i had anticipated from the the result of that that that's um that page didn't come to fruition and i was like oh okay but still not to say it's a bad thing mm-hmm. it's just different yeah from an expectation yeah i, I think that the story is still going in a really good direction right? oh yeah it's for just sure. a matter of and now the details aren't so clear to me because yeah. they're, they're now it's almost like a, it's a different arc now yeah right so now the details aren't so clear to me so i will have to reserve judgment on on certain things before i say anything too outlandish <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't want to be too outlandish. That's that's for true. <laughs> in a paranormal comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so is there um is there anything you want to add to Gideon Falls before we wrap this up? No. I want to see what the first episode of that TV show is going to be like though. <sighs> it, it's going to oh, it's going to be so good. I wonder what the casting is like. I don't know. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> as as Norton Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> That would work. Any, he would yeah, listen. He could work in, in anything. He's so versatile. Williams is so versatile. I really like that. I I really like that guy. Yeah, yeah. He could be like. Uh, he could have been freaking. Uh, pick a movie. Pick any movie. Pick one out of your head, out of the top of your head right now. Just any, Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. He could have been on the opposing team. Could have been the opposing head coach. Head coach in the opposing team. Works. Yeah. yeah. Pick, pick another one. Um. Uh. Uh. Romeo Masai. <laughs> main main baddie, the one that hires uh oh who's who's the one who's the guys that he fights. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in so long. Yeah, I really I don't know, remember. It's been, that but movie it's came so out. Good. That movie came out. Uh, I think like nineteen years ago. So I really don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a turn of the. Century, but it works. Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah, just any movie, man. Any movie. Any works. movie. Yeah. Lego Movie. Main baddie. Done. Did, did, <laughs> did even have to be uh, Will Ferrell. Could have been Willem Dafoe. It's uh. You know, Wait, was Will Ferrell uh, the main Lake baddie? House? I never watched that movie actually. <laughs> I and I, I know what Lake House is about. That's yeah. why I, I theory crafted the Lake House theory. But yeah. I actually have never seen the movie. <laughs> he doesn't work in that one though because there's no main bad guy. <laughs> He's yeah. just, it's just two people. <laughs> yeah, trying to communicate their love through time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he plays the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I think that pretty much concludes our conversation on Gideon Falls. And I think that pretty much concludes our comics conversation. So why don't we take the time now and let's uh, have a little discussion about the coffee that we've been having. 
throughout the episode. It's uh to me it's it's a little underwhelming this coffee. It kind of just tastes like yeah. a regular coffee. Yeah. Um there there are earthier tones to it. Like I do taste a bit of sort of like a loose leaf tea, maybe like an iron buddha or something like that. Oolong okay. maybe. But <sighs> it's a uh, yeah. Subtle, subtle earthy undertones. Yeah, like and I'm not really getting like if you told me, hey, what does coffee taste like? This I'd is like this is it. This is it right here. But not but like not bitter. Yeah, not a, a very I feel a very a very subtle and smooth black coffee mm-hmm. that is a little creamy. I do feel like it's a little creamy. Okay. But you can't just you you really can't pinpoint uh, a flavor note with it. Anything specific. Yeah, I just I do feel like it's a bit creamy. But that's that's about it. So is this one of those coffees where we just sort of get right into it? <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so. Okay. And, Let's see. Uh, and then just hold our heads in shame once we find out what they are. Pecan. Who? No, no way. Sweet pastry, really? Huh. And orange. I did not get orange out of this one. Pecan has a very distinct taste, and yeah. I, I'm not getting that here. I think, like maybe like orange peel like i can sort of understand okay uh but i'm not really getting any of these but here it is though resulting in additional sweetness and a creamier body in the cup creamier body here we go from the orange creamier body yeah well uh, it is what it is with this one. <laughs> it's hey, still, I'm not saying know, it's a bad coffee. You know coffee. what? You go three for three one week. You go sometimes you go over three. three. We're still shooting fifty percent. So like you know that's <laughs> In the past two episodes. <laughs> not 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 we're lifetime. Still here, we're still out here batting five hundred. <laughs> not and lifetime. I'm pretty sure the last. I'm pretty years, sure lifetime. Yeah. We are we are not. We're we're not above five hundred. <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> no, but we're like a healthy two fifty. I don't know for, about that like, either. Like we're a healthy two fifty. Like if we're two fifty is like not a, healthy. If we're like a catcher, and they'll be like, okay, we'll let a two fifty slide. Nah, mm, hold myself to a higher standard. But <laughs> uh, but it's not a bad coffee overall. It's still, it's just, I like it. I do like it. Coffee. I can drink it on a regular basis. But if like if I'm looking for any sort of something particular or specific, this, this is this not, would not this be is it. not it. Yeah, but still. Great coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I think that pretty much concludes our comic segment. So why don't we uh, why don't we go ahead and get on up to our boardroom so we can see who the next recruit will be for the Humble Heroes Agency. Let's go. And we're at the Humble Heroes Agency. Did you, did you just forget, like what happened there? <laughs> uh, no, we wanted to give it a, like. Oh, a, some dramatic. Okay, okay. Like a dramatic. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. Yeah, but uh, now I miss the uh, ding. We've arrived at <laughs> the boardroom, and uh, yeah, we're at the Humble Heroes Agency segment, and uh, we wanted to want to see who is going to be recruited into the team today. So, Victor. Who do we got? Today, speaking about strong female leads, we have one. Okay, cool. Her name 
is radio. Okay. History. She was always a nice girl. Okay. She lived a good life. Mm -hmm. She had good grades. She was an amazing guitarist, and she was a good friend to be around with. The fact that she lived in the suburbs might have something to do with this. I don't see how, but uh, Hmm. one day she found out she had the powers to control radio particles, whatever that means. I'm assuming radio waves. Radio waves. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think radios emit particles. (laughs) Do are waves particles? This is. This is listeners. If you're a scientist. (laughs) And you can answer that definitively for us. Uh, just let us know. Contact at darkrosecomics.com because uh, we would like to know are radio waves considered particles? She makes them appear as static and even uh, became made of radio particles as well. She then decided to better humanity by being a superhero and stopping evil in his tracks as radio. Okay, cool. Personality. She is a nice teenage girl. She's also a known humanitarian. Mm-hmm. She sees the humanity in all people, no matter how dark. That's very optimistic because there are some people where I really there, just there don't see it. <laughs> there are some very dark people. Yeah, she should there. not meet the Batman who laughs. She also refuses to kill her foes, always leaving them alive like Goku. doesn't matter how <laughs> evil they are. <laughs> she will let them live to see if they return to normal like Goku. She is energetic and fun-loving. That's the opposite of Goku. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Goku doesn't hope they come back evil. But Goku doesn't leave them alive. Of course he does. Frieza? Frieza was not alive. That's because that was Frieza's choice. Th- what? So, so, so Goku did the Destructo Disc, right? And uh-huh. Planet Namek. Yeah. Cut Frieza in half. Yeah. And then free, and then what Goku does is he gives Frieza energy so that Frieza could leave the planet before it explodes. Stupid Frieza decides to use the rest <laughs> of that use the rest of that energy to try and kill Goku. So then Goku at that point had no choice; he had to take out Frieza. But he gave Goku a- melt Frieza in the new Resurrection F because he had no choice. But he doesn't Frieza, leave him alive, bro. Frieza, Frieza We're talking about leaving Frieza him alive. was going to blow up Earth, and <laughs> yeah. actually, Frieza, Frieza did blow up. Frieza did blow up Earth. Yeah, spoiler alert. So, anyways, but he doesn't leave him alive. He does. He very clearly, it, not alive. is Broly still alive? Was Broly alive at the end of the Broly movie? That original Broly movie. It wasn't Goku's fault. Like Goku tends to have this thing about punching holes through people's stomachs. Listen, she's energetic and fun-loving. Okay. She will do the same thing <laughs> over and over again if it's fun or good, like a roller coaster or eating pizza. Her current favorite thing is being a superhero. Now the question is, what if that stops being her favorite thing? What if it goes back to being pizza? Exactly. Then she ends up being uh, no gooda. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of being radio, she ends up being pizza. Powers and abilities. Radio particle manipulation. She can control radio particles and form them into solid static. Visible solid static. And she's able to fly, use concussive blasts, and make extensions of her arms. And her most special ability is that she can completely transform into a bunch of radio particles. So, so she can vanish into she, radio waves. She, yeah, basically. Yeah. 
That's kind of cool, actually. In her radio form, she can talk through the radio, move in the sky faster, and go into tele- telephone and television lines. Okay? The only downside is she cannot phase out of her clothes, which is why she only does it in private. Oh, I see. Okay. She can't bring her clothes with her. Ah. <laughs> so ah, that's okay. uh, so that's something we can fix. We... He, us here at the Humble Heroes Agency, we we yeah. have the technology. We do. We yeah. have the resources. We yeah. We <laughs> Not can to make brag, but yeah, uh, <laughs> no, we can make that happen. <laughs> That's something we do here. We'll just create a suit that'll also turn into radio frequency. Exactly. Martial arts. She might have lived in a low crime area, but she still had a reason to defend herself, which is why she took judo and karate classes. Nice. Okay. So she is versed in hand-to-hand combat. Now, I don't know about you, but I feel like this would be a fantastic addition to our Humble Heroes Agency. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like she's going to get along with everybody. I feel like Clenchjaw is going to be a big fan of radio, if you know what I'm saying. I think so. So Clenchjaw's a good dude. Radio, welcome aboard. Welcome to the Humble Heroes Agency. You will receive your union card in the mail within the next two weeks. Because we are doing regular postage. We, at the moment, do not do expedited shipping. So. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's mostly ground shipping that we use here. Um, and we, we tend to use, like, local mailers a lot, so. Hey, you got to support local businesses, my friend. You know, that's, uh, that's exactly <laughs> it. You got to support the, the local delivery guys. <laughs> so, Radio, welcome to the Homos Here Agency. By the way, if you're looking for Radio... Uh, we will have that link in our show description. But at the same time, uh, just to give you a heads up, everyone, just Google it. It's capital R, lowercase a, capital D, lowercase i, capital O. So it's one of those like every other That's what we do here. letter to be an uppercase. But that's what she did. With, uh, we don't video. do that here. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's yeah. very difficult to type out, type stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're constantly just holding the shift key and it's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, especially if you're just not very well versed in the in the shift key world and you use caps lock instead you just shift go oh, caps lock r caps lock a caps lock yeah so exactly exactly yeah so <laughs> i think that pretty much concludes the uh <laughs> the humble heroes agency segment so what we're going to do now is we're actually going to hop on to the cosmic treadmill and we're going to go see what we have next week no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for catching up. <laughs> Next week, we have Batman number 65, Justice League number 18, Guardians of the Galaxy number 2, Venom number 11. And we have two brand new series. I'm not sure if we're going to cover both of them, but they're they're interesting. One of them is called High Level Number 1. It's from Vertigo Comics. And the other one is Sharky Bounty Hunter number 1. Oh, I'm... That one's from Image. I'm thinking that might be the one. Yeah, Sharky sounds pretty cool. But High Level sounds pretty cool as well. The uh, the, the guy apparently that wrote the uh, the Nine Inch Nail game. Ah, I think yeah, we, we covered yeah, that yeah. a couple yeah, times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Sharky is, of course, by uh, Mark Miller. So, good lineup. Yeah. Good lineup. Good lineup of books, indeed. So, before we wrap up the show, we do want to just briefly touch upon the fact that just over a year ago, 
was when we started this podcast. We uh, it's been about it's been a year. It's been a year. Actually, it's going to be if you listen to this the day it posts on a Tuesday, it's going to be a year the following day on the Wednesday. It's going to officially be a year since our first episode went up. Mm-hmm. Now that's not including the little prologue episode. We just kind of threw that on as like a little teaser thing. But yeah, from our official first episode, it's been a year. Victor, mm-hmm. how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling That's like nice. I'm feeling That's like nice. uh, I'm feeling like I'm feeling like this is this is what we gotta do. I'm feeling like <laughs> this is something that uh, what that we gotta keep going. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I don't know. Well, how else am I supposed I to respond to that? <laughs> you're you're asking a loaded question, man. What like, do you mean? I can't. I don't know, man. How you feel? I can't deal with you right now. Wow, jeez. No, I'm at, well. Okay. I'm very happy. I'm very excited. Good. I'm very excited about the future of the show. I'm very excited about, you know, where we can go next with it. We always like sort of like running ideas uh, to each other to sort of Mm -hmm. see if there's anything we can change or add Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to the show, you know, and, you know, we've had a good year of content. We hope, you know, you guys have enjoyed the content so far for a year, for the year. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, moving forward, we we do hope that you guys continue to support us, you know, and we we hope you continue to stop asking a lot of questions, uh, man. Stop it! It's not. This is not the loaded question. That's not. Podcast. Those aren't. Those aren't questions. I just you're, said we hope you continue to enjoy. You're, you're loading things up. Those bro. aren't questions, though. I didn't ask for a double Big Mac. It's not what we do here. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you enjoyed double Big Macs. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, yes, it's been a great year. Thanks for the support. We thank are- you. Thank I appreciate you. all of you. <laughs> Jeez, okay, yeah, just yell at their mics. No, sorry, your headphones. You're onto your mic. So, yeah, I think that pretty much concludes this episode. Uh, we thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, if you like what we do on this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. Also, remember to leave us a review and leave us a rating if you got a little bit of time. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about the show, uh, about what we've talked about on the show, or if you got a book you want us to talk about or discuss on the show, please make sure you email us at contact.darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash jarethebear52, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung. For my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. We also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you want to be a part of the community, make sure you join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. Bye.